welcome. How are you? And let's get started. Let's get started with another edition of the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week, both here on the free podcast and then the post show, if you will, the after podcast podcast, the Patreon bonus. So excellent. We are underway for what is the 915th start of this. Thank you to Nick, who is the electrician getting ready at the arena. Uh, hockey starts in seven days. Nick is one of the support staff that makes sure that everything's running well. And he just subscribed again on Twitch Prime. Thank you. You're a kind gentleman. I will see you in seven days. Unless if you join us to go see Smile tomorrow, right across from where the arena is in beautiful uh, downtown Grand Rapids at uh, Studio C. I'd be lying if I said I'm excited about the film. I don't like those types of movies. Sosie Bacon, the 30-year-old daughter of Kevin Bacon, Can't believe uh, Kevin Bacon's got a daughter who's 30. Jesus. She looks like a cute female version of him. Jason Aldean is in town, I guess. Aldean, Aldean, Jason something, I don't know. Country stars. I I, I noticed I was was a bunch of buses. I don't know if that was his, but this is the type of concert Jason Aldean he shows up with like t- like an entourage, a convoy of vehicles. Oh my God! But we will be downtown, um, downtown, going to see the film Smile tomorrow. the The movie starts at one ten, and this is like the most informal thing ever. Uh, you go down and you get a ticket. We're gonna get there about twelve fifty because I want to be able to see you all before we actually go into the theater and then I won't see you because we're, you know, seated in a theater, for God's sake. The suggestion, we can buy all of our tickets in a row from Maureen. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, And she's like, okay, you go ahead and you get the confirmation of everyone coming and then tell me and I'll just buy all the tickets and then everyone can Venmo me. In theory, that's that's brilliant. Okay, it really is. But it's also a pain in the ass. Because then you got to get everybody. Are you going? Are you not? Oh, I'll I'll get back. I got to check with my wife. And then I'm like, there's all these different. uh, Fuck it. I'm not dealing with that. I refuse to do any of that. That is way too much effort. Go there. Buy a damn ticket. Sit reasonably close to each other. You know, you get to pick your seat. I think we'll be fine. The suggestion was made, maybe buy your ticket ahead of time in case it sells out. I don't think this film's going to sell out. Besides, it's 1.10 in the afternoon on a Saturday. We're going to be the only ones there. I think. I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So we see this movie. 
Diana, the Queen of the Forest, is going to be there. Ben is going to be there. So myself, Queen of the Forest, Ben, you all, awesome. Go see the movie. Afterwards, hey, let's go eat and get a drink. Uh, at first, the suggestion was Pepino's across the street. Yeah, that's great. However, however, this is the time of year when we're all Polish in my neck of the woods here. Um, it's some, um, uh, well, there's Polish halls everywhere where Polish people gather, I guess. And each one of these, these Polish halls, usually it's an old rundown building, uh, probably with asbestos in the walls where Polish people gather and do Polish things. And I think Polish things are drink, probably play poker, maybe some group sex, and eat uh, sausage and sauerkraut and guamki. Remember guamki? You have that once a year with like a, a red tomato sauce on it. It's really spectacular. A lot of boiled food that makes you your farts smell horrible for like two days. They call it. Pulaski days. I've looked up the history of that. It's some Polish general, I think. I've exhausted my knowledge of Pulaski days. So these, uh, all these locations of these Polish halls are dotted throughout the uh, West Michigan uh, area. And then, you know, a lot of these people, what they'll do is they'll um, get a designated driver. Sometimes they actually have like a, like a limo or a bus driver, and they start drinking at all of the Polish halls. So starting at, like, the moment they open up, they show up, they drink, and then they, they go to the next one. And it's a whole day's uh, of just drinking till you're blackout drunk. You go home, probably try to have sex with your animal uh, that lives at your house. I don't know about that. I don't know where that came from. But it's all weirdo Polish shit. So everybody in the community likes to go see these Polish people act Polish at the Polish halls. So that is a, uh, whoever came up with that one, I think it was Stevie who brought that up and I go, Oh, that's, that's a ridiculously awesome idea. Screw going anywhere else. We got to make a beeline, which probably wouldn't be that far of a drive to one of the Polish halls. Okay. So I'm excited about that. I, I don't do stuff like this. I don't go out and do fun things like this. So this is going to be great. I mean, my idea of fun, okay, is uh, going up north and picking up sticks. So this is going to be just way, way out of my comfort zone. I said to Diana, I said, I think I want to go up north again. She goes, you're not going up north again. There's enough sticks that have been picked up. Uh, so join us for that. Speaking of Ben, we did the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast yesterday. And boy, did it go off without a hitch. Oh my God. So much fun. And uh, I want you to be able to uh, check that podcast out. I haven't yet posted the audio, but I will 
uh, shortly after this one gets uh, finished. But my God, the momentum of that damn show. Ben is one of the, Ben is honestly, probably has the greatest sense of humor on any one person. Now, Ben doesn't exactly, uh, no, he does say funny things to some degree. He doesn't realize that they're funny. And his infectious laughter, and he is tickled in particular ways that makes everyone else laugh. He's an absolute genius. And I don't even think he knows it. Watching that guy work and see the gears spinning in his head when he's getting ready to bust out laughing is outrageously fun. Uh, a Polish food known as kapusta. Ah, uh, I'm not sure what that is. I know that uh, Polish people, you get a lot of uh, weirdo letter combinations when they spell shit out. Gonzalez, 1969 says, uh, kibasa, and then there's R-M-T-H-A-T-S. Oh, oh, that's not a, that's just a misspelling. That's her dish. She likes kibasa better than fish. Kapusta is my absolute favorite. Uh, says in, I don't know. I can't even read it. It's too far away. Well, anyway, that person is a first time chatter. Welcome to you. Aram says, this is very insulting to Ben. What? What I just said that he's just outrageously funny. I, I don't think that that's insulting at all. Of course you would pick that apart. Aram, you pain in the ass. Kapusta is cabbage. Yeah, you're going to eat this food and then immediately you're going to feel your insides uh, liquefy. All right. You won't take a solid dump for at least 48 hours. And the, this, the, the, the smell of the gas. Oh, listen to these ingredients. Cabbage, bacon grease, brown sugar, sauerkraut, meat chunks. That sounds like what you would whip up for like your dog. Or maybe livestock. Yet, People go out of their way to support the Polish halls, pay them for their shit food, which looks like uh, ridiculous diarrhea. All right. There's only one time of the year that anyone would even think about eating this. And it's right now in my neck of the woods, Pulaski days. Nothing like smelling that for a 30-minute drive home after you squashed some at a Gallagher concert and got it all over your clothes. Those people, when we worked on the radio, would always want to come in and uh, talk about Pulaski days. And uh, this is back in GRD, and we used to rip those people a new one. And I'll say this about the folks who organize Pulaski Days. They can take a joke because we would 
beat the shit out of them. It just, we, oh my God, we would accuse him of being stupid. We would accuse him of being ugly and drunk and their food is shit. And uh, they would just take it in stride. No matter what we said, it would just bounce off of them. Great, great individuals. Looking forward to going over there. That's a wonderful idea. This show originates in the uh, Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio each and every day of the work week. This is the last day of the work week. All right. For some of us, not all of us. Some of you have to work tomorrow, and I feel bad about that. Um, all right. If you ever want to reach me, send me an email on the Shoreliners Strifing Inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com. In fact, in fact, I would love to read this. The multi-talented Amanda in Lima, Ohio, reached out to me. Uh, not the Amanda who is here right now. She is equally, equally fantastic. I've actually met Amanda. I remember meeting Amanda and her husband and her kids. They came all the way up here to a, a Griffins game some time ago. Hello, Eric. I'm behind on the show, as usual, LOL. Wanted to let you know that I am happy that the problem Zaniacs are gone, she writes. Now, I haven't really talked about the uh, group formerly known as Zaniacs all this week. I, I, I'm like, you know, I'm going to let, I don't want to address it. I just want to let it, I'm done. She's addressing it, though. Um, this is from her point of view as to the problem, what the problem was. Uh, so I just wanted to give her the time of day because she took the time to write in. And she uh, compliments me, and you know I love that. She said, like other listeners have said, I don't have an issue with devoted fans. I consider myself one, having been around since 2006. Back in the old Free Beer and Hot Wings days. However, some of their actions were really weird, to say the least. It was annoying the way they would dominate the show and the Patreon. I don't know if you remember meeting me and my family before a Griffins game. Obviously, I do. Come on. Back before COVID. Uh, but you mentioned to me something about listeners getting together. And I said, oh, yeah, I'd love to. But being from uh, Lima, Ohio, it was too far to make the trip. It used to make me feel. It used to make me feel like less of a listener because I couldn't be there for the group stuff. But at the same time, it also seemed weird that all these adults had nothing better to do. Then follow your show obsessively and hang out together, even outside of the show. Well, I don't necessarily hate that. Um, I thought that, I mean, I've had events before, so I don't necessarily have a problem with that when she says that, because I mean, I, I do that. I mean, fuck, we're doing that Saturday. She says though, they just took it all too seriously. And that only ramped up with the blow up over the quote conspiracy of you calling the cops on Dean, she writes, Creeper. Your show is the soundtrack to my work days, my runs, doing the dishes, folding laundry, etc. You are my de-stressor. And they were adding stress to my life, which none of us needs more of. Anyway, don't want to be too long-winded, but I had to let you know I support you in the show 100%. Thank you for the podcast. You are super. Thank you, Amanda. Amanda from uh, Lima, Ohio. Um, yeah, I, I would say this, there is less stress. The show is easier to do now doing this 
talking for extended time. Um, it just seems like a it's very freeing. It had to happen. It's unfortunate, and uh, I don't want to. I don't want to actually throw any stones right now. I probably will at some point. You know me, but right now I don't feel like doing that. I don't want to. I don't want to piss anybody off right now. I just want to kind of lay low. But I understand where she is coming from. All right. Thank you. Velma is gay from Scooby-Doo. Have you been following this? Vel- we talked about this a little bit in the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, but I did a little bit uh, uh, more on it, and we're talking about it now. That's right. She is the one who wears the turtleneck, and she's, like, super brainy. And, uh, yeah, there she is full-on out of the closet. Every time she's been depicted, um, people have like thrown. Now I have never, ever once heard this. Never once heard this. But here she is. Uh, I don't know who that is with her or whatever. But uh, there's all sorts of talk about this. And I guess whoever has made her in the past, here she is. She's getting hit on by Coco Diablo, and I think Coco Diablo looks pretty hot there is going to be the love interest. All right. Now, let's be honest here. Uh, Velma is pretty, um, though she's wearing the loose-fitting type of tank top, she looks very attractive with the exception of the the haircut there. All right. And now, again, I never once thought of this, but I guess other people have. I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, this comment, maybe this will inspire you to get on out of that closet. I'm already out of the closet. All right. And by the way, quit trying to make it seem like that's some type of insult. Everybody knows that being gay is not a negative. All right. We've already covered this in the, uh, ever changing landscape of the psyche of your old pal, Eric Zane. You know, former homophobe. You're like, what? Oh, no, no, that's true. That's true. Former homophobe. Admitted on the radio. Like what? Huh? That all stems from the time that I was at Meyer, my Meyer here. And I was at the trunk, like getting the bottles out. And some gentleman pulled up and said, oh, my God. You got a nice butt. And he's in the driver's side. I go, I go what? Because you got a really nice butt. And I go, okay. And then I looked, I was like shocked and all like hurt and disgusted. Like, what? And then he drove away. So now what should have been an amazing compliment. Like if, if I'm at my age now, if someone said that to me now, I'd be like, oh, man, thanks. If I was gay, your dick would be in it. All right. But instead, I was like, oh, oh, no, this is so terrible. And then I went to the radio station the next day and told the story. And I was like, I'm so offended. I I mean, can you believe that? That's sick. And uh, everybody on that show is smarter than me. So they're all looking at me like, hey, you sound like a 
GD homophobe. No, no. Those gays shouldn't be allowed to do that. The guy just giving me a compliment. I'm like, I'll hurt. But that, uh, that isn't me now, you know? I've grown. I don't have any problem with gay people. I have a problem with anybody. Oh, there's a few people I have a problem with. Okay. Bruce, what are you doing over there? Trying to get comfortable. Um, So... Velma is gay and uh, there's a new series coming out where it is official. She is gay. There'll be nothing but gayness for our pal Velma. Coco Diablo hitting on her here and uh, look, pride. Okay, great. Well, now what I do know is that some people who have tried to um, write her story and whatever, incarnation of Scooby-Doo um like James Gunn the famous uh famous filmmaker he tried full on to make her gay in one of the previous incarnations and uh the studio was like no 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 so let's get into this a new movie has put to rest decades of fan speculation and suggestions from previous stewards of the Scooby-Doo franchise that confirming that Velma Dinkley, the cerebral mystery solver with the ever-present orange turtleneck, is can- canon canonically. How do you say that? Canon canonically a lesbian. To many fans who had long presumed as much and treated her as a lesbian icon, a lesbian icon, it was a, not a shocking revelation. Thank you, Brian Johnson. Just signed up. On uh, Patreon. The Brian Johnson? From uh, fucking, what's that show called again? That movie. Clerks? Um, To many fans who had long presumed as much and treated her as a lesbian icon, it was not a shocking revelation, but her appearance in Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo, which was released on Tuesday in several digital services, was the first time the long-running franchise openly acknowledged her sexuality, thrilling some fans who were disappointed that took so long. Scooby-Doo, created by Hanna-Barbera Productions, first appeared as a Saturday morning cartoon in 1969. They tried to make her a lesbian then. Uh, I generally followed a group of teenage sleuths. Did you know that Shaggy's name was Norville Rogers? I had no idea. It was Velma, Daphne Blake, Fred Jones, Norville Rogers, Shaggy, and Scoob. Previous Scooby-Doo writers and producers have said that Velma was a lesbian, but said pushback by the studios would not allow them to depict her as one. The new movie, which was directed by Audrey Harrison, leaves no doubt to her sexuality. In one scene of the newest iteration, a blushing Velma, voiced by Katie Michucci, is smitten at the sight of a new character, Coco Diablo, who mirrored Velma's fashion sense with her own turtleneck and oversized glasses. In a later scene, they are seen doing a 69 completely naked. Some of that is true. In a later scene, she denies Coco is her type before admitting, I'm crushing big time Daphne. What do I do? What do I say? It was the kind of overt reference to her sexuality that had failed to make it into its final cuts before. Now, this is big for the gay community, man. They're always looking for representation. You know, who's going to be our next champion? Now, I would love to be that champion, Eric Zane, the champion 
for gays everywhere. Gays, lesbian, changing gender, queer, bi, I don't know, whatever. I don't care. I, I'm your champion. From homophobe to gay champ. uh, Responding to a fan on Twitter, James Gunn, who wrote the screenplay for Scooby-Doo, a 2002 live-action film, remember that one, wrote in 2020, Velma was explicitly gay in my initial script. But the studio just kept watering it down and watering it down, becoming ambiguous, which was the version that they shot, then nothing, the released version, And finally, they made Velma have a boyfriend in the sequel. Oh, my God. Come on, people. He wrote this in the tweet, which was reported widely at the time and has since been deleted. Ah, so Gunn keeps getting compromised, you know. He he, he has one idea in mind, and then they water it down, and then he finally admits it, and they, all right, before we uncancel you, you got to delete that tweet about you saying Velma was gay. Uh, that same year, Tony Servone, the co-creator of Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, a 2010 series on Cartoon Network, posted an image on Instagram of Velma standing in front of a pride flag, which is what we uh, already showed you. We made our intentions as clear as we could 10 years ago, Mr. Servone wrote. Most of our fans got it. To those that didn't, I suggest you look closer. Yeah, you don't need to look closer. I mean, my God. She's standing in front of a pride flag. And uh, with uh, whoever that is, I don't know who that character is. Uh, Kenny says, so Velma keeps getting the lesbian version of cockblocked. Absolutely. All she wants to do is be a lesbian. And everybody wants to depict her as one. I mean, she's got, well, I hate to say her face makes her look like a lesbian, her face, and but it does. It's the face and the glasses and the haircut. It looks a little lezzy, you know, right? Stereotypical lezzy. Cole in Colorado Springs, Colorado says, this could be the name of the book, Eric Zane, from homophobe to gay champ. I'm all about it. Kenny says, I remember thinking Velma was cute as a kid. Well, yeah, um, uh, I can see that, and I can see in some of these images some real sexuality there. Like in this image right here, when Coco Diablo is hitting on her, I mean, she's showing lots of skin with the little mini dress there. The high socks has always been hot, and she's very shapely, okay? And she has enormous boobs. Now, This is a butter face. I will say that. I am not attracted to her face. And the hair is atrocious. I think that shag in the back seat. He might be pounding his pud. So sexuality is a big deal now with Velma. It is front and center. And they are handling handling this like the champions that they need to be. 
While most of the gang has had many romantic interests, notably between Fred and Daphne, Velma has never really had a main love interest. I don't recall um, Shag ever uh, having any type of love interest. She had occasional flirtations and brief relationships, notably, notably with Johnny Bravo in a 90s cartoon crossover, but her romantic feelings were rarely as central to the story as other characters. When she dated, uh, she did date Shag. Oh, that's a match made in hell. Stinky pothead. Uh, in Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, he said, it's something that doesn't feel natural for both of them. Oh, no. Yeah, without a doubt, that's a, that's a horrible thing. Uh, Shag is the type of guy who just, you know, he's strung out on heroin now, and he loses consciousness, and then he, whatever, he comes out of it to some degree and then has sex with the dog. That's what I, Shaggy is a lost cause. Um, more recently, the shows and, mo and movies have increasingly hinted at her interest in women. So it's not something that's coming out of the blue. He said, he said Velma's a fan favorite because she speaks to a common struggle. She's the smart, awkward one who often leads the gang in the right direction, but doesn't get as much credit as the others. So, you know, basically you got Daphne and Fred, uh, uh getting all the credit because they're attractive and tall and handsome, tall and hot. And then they have hardcore sex in the van and Velma is left, you know, all she wants to do is have sex with a woman. And uh, no matter what happens, she does, isn't allowed to do that because too many people uh, have their, too many cooks. A lot of young women and a lot of people in general could just look to her as a great example and role model to look up toward he said, well, now that's bullshit. You cannot look at a cartoon character as someone to look up to. Uh, I, I find that insulting, that we live in a day and an age where, you know, people interact with people and the gay people have to look, to, look at some cartoon nerd to draw inspiration. Fuck that. Come on now. I swear to God. That sounds like the hardest thing in the world to me. I, to me, from a white man, from the perspective of a white man, I can't figure out what it's harder to be, a gay person or a black person. And God help you if you're both. Shit. Got to look to Velma to look up? Come on now. And another change to Velma's character. In 2021, HBO Max ordered a spinoff adult animation series called Velma, a poon destroyer. Some of that may be true. Mindy Kaling, who's awesome, is going to voice the character, um, who will be South Asian in the show. So now they're, they're okay, okay. The sexuality is morphing and the heritage. Velma has become South Asian. Nobody ever complained about a talking dog solving mysteries, Mindy Kaling said. So I don't think they'll be upset over a brown Velma. Warner Brothers, which owns the Scooby-Doo franchise. Well, that's ridiculous, though. That's a, her comparison. Nobody ever complained about a talking dog solving mysteries. Well, but we're not changing the breed of dog. Like if I think that people would be upset 
if they said, all right, coming to HBO Max, Scooby-Doo, and it's a pug, people would be furious. They would probably uh, be as outraged as like when, you know, January 6th happened. So that's a, a horrible comparison to make. Stupid. Nobody ever complained about a talking dog solving mysteries. So I, I don't think they'll be upset over a brown Velma. I actually am kind of upset about um, uh, Velma's heritage. You can't change the heritage of the character. That's ridiculous. I mean, I was all up in arms when Nick Fury was a black guy. In the comics, Nick Fury was a white guy. Come on now. That one wasn't so bad because it wasn't like in film form. It was just, you know, a comic book. But we know Velma is a white chick. You've already changed her sexuality. Why the hell do we have to change her race? And Kayleen's comparison is stupid. The rise of lesbian characters on television was a slow process, marked often by gimmicks and blatant plays for ratings. It often came in the form of Lesbian kiss episodes written largely to titillate rather than to explore rather than to explore genuine relationships. In recent decades, lesbian relationships on television have become more complex, even if the tropes aren't entirely gone. Wow. All right. Well, do any of you gay audience members look up to Velma? If you are a gay person enjoying this show and you go, go get him, Velma, uh, I'm going to fire you from being an audience member, okay? If you want to look up to anybody in the whole uh, gay acceptance movement and you are gay, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to, to look at. A mirror. Look at you. You are the leader. So get out there and be gay. From your old pal, Eric Zane, reformed homophobe. All right. Thank you for enjoying the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. But I must say goodbye to you now. If you want the full show, it's on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live the uh, live stream. If you want the audio podcast, cause this all becomes the podcast when this is done. So what you do is wherever you download shows, download the Eric Zane show podcast and off you go. And please tell your friends. If you ever want to reach out to me on email, Eric at Eric on the shoreliners striping inbox. Have a great day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Um, sorry, I got distracted. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT, YouTube, Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance.
Uh, Sammy writes, I think I might need to validate my own existence by forcing others to approve of my banging habits. Chris K. in Grand Rapids says, be gay on your own time. Comic book guy from The uh, Simpsons. Uh, Blood and Stars. Blood on Stars. First time chat. Guess I'm taking down all my Velma posters today. Uh, Kenny in Nashville says, my favorite lesbian gay character is Ellie from The Last of Us Games. She's badass. Series coming to HBO next year, but unsure about the casting. Jury's still out. Um, Speaking of uh, viewing, Dahmer is like the biggest thing going. Everybody's all about the dramatization of the story of Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix. It is, I mean, seriously. Now, I haven't watched a second of it, but I have watched a lot of true crime documentaries about the case. Um, so I, I'm not, I, I haven't been uh, that excited about it, but um, uh, it, I, I am going to get into it. You know me, I'm always last. Uh, Amanda says it's very difficult to watch. There's a moment when they depict... Um, Dahmer cooking up a penis in the frying pan where he's got like a frozen penis and uh, he's like, oh, all right, time to eat. And he, he fries up penis. Okay. Uh, so that's, I mean, this happened. There was a moment in time when he said, oh, God, I'm starving, but I don't really, what can I whip up quick? Oh, I got that frozen penis in the, uh, in the, in the freezer. I'm going to fry up some penis. It actually is depicted in the show. You hear it sizzling the fried penis. That's what I heard when listening to the Drew and Mike podcast. Uh, Stevie's like, wait a minute. I don't remember that. Uh, Amanda says, I think I'm still on episode two. It's very hard to watch. This is coming from someone who loves true crime. Radio voice Linda says, I thought that was organ meat of some type. Well, maybe. Maybe they were exaggerating. I have not seen this show, but it doesn't matter. It's horrible. Um, I've talked about this uh, last week. I talked to the uh, family members of the victims who are like, this is, this is disgraceful. How can we be making money uh, off of this? And I, I actually, I, I kind of see the point now, but I do, but I don't. Um, I guess ignore it. I don't know. We have an insatiable appetite for shows like this. We love this stuff. Um, Kim says, I don't understand why people would choose to watch this. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, and I, I think that when you take a step back, it's like, God, what am I doing? But um, we as a society love love these types of shows. True crime is the thing. Nowadays, um, you wake up in the morning and uh, you put on your true crime podcast. The night before, you went to bed watching your true crime TV show. You've got your uh, true crime book that you're reading. Your kids are doing true crime puppet shows. They've got true crime uh, flip books 
The teachers are doing true crime minute. It's everything. It is influencing. I mean, but you're absolutely right. The only reason why these shows are made is because we love serial killers. It's insane. We know this. Today, we're like, God, I hope somebody goes on a vicious killing spree so that in 10 years, we can be breaking it down on the podcast. You know? Anything criminal or catastrophic, there's a story there. We love stories. And nine times out of 10, we're going to take the worst stories. So if I had to choose between a cannibalistic serial killer, cannibalistic gay serial killer who's eating fried dick and uh, a kid who overcomes cancer, I'm going fried dick every time. Not 10 out of 10 times, I'm going fried dick. That to me is a better story than the child beating cancer and scoring the winning touchdown. Screw that shit. Put it on the Hallmark channel. I'm going fried dick every time. You get like the Babe Ruth, the serial killers, John Wayne Gacy, uh, Dahmer. Uh, uh, what the fuck is one guy? Bundy. Oh my God. BTK. Oh, and all these poor families, they're not about it. They're like, Jesus Christ. All we want to do is try not to pay attention to this shit. And every time we turn around, here we are worshiping these murderers guilty as charged. And I don't know what it is. There would have to be a law that would have to be passed. That would keep us, that would keep these things from being made. That is the only way. And you know that that's not going to happen because this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. And we want, if we want to see stories about a guy eating a fried dick, damn it, that's it. Florida man says, Eric sounds like he's getting off while naming these serial killers. I did. I had an orgasm right there. You caught me. Right now, I'm sitting in my own semen. I don't know what it is. We love it. And there's always a redemption arc too. Like uh, Adnan Saeed, who was just, uh, that's a serial, season one of serial. He was just let off. He was just, uh, you know, freed. They got 30 months or 30 days to decide if they're going to charge him again. But uh, yeah, I mean, as soon as you heard serial, that true crime podcast, uh, I mean, you were like, God, well, there's no way this guy did it. That's another kind of true crime podcast. The one was like, well, there's no way this person did this. It's like uh, Stephen Avery. There's no way in hell Stephen Avery did that. Killed that chick from the uh, 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 publication, Car and Driver, whatever the fuck it was. Auto Trader. And then Brendan Dassey, too. Oh, my God. Absolutely horrible. Okay, so I got to get into the Dahmer thing. I have to. I'm so late. Ben, uh, and, uh, while discussing that, Ben also brought up on the um, Ben and Eric Patreon podcast that um, 
the new Game of Thrones show is absolute shit. A pile of shit. I knew it. He goes, I so hate that show. Damn it. All right. Rick from TC Paintball is going to join us in moments. And what's crazy is I promised him that we would be talking about various stories. Stories that I planned on covering on this show leading up to it. And I haven't done a one of them. So I got to do that next. I need to talk about Joe Biden pardoning everyone in the United States in prison who are in jail for federal marijuana charges. This is absolutely awesome. Thank God. I don't care who did it. If it was Biden or Trump or a Republican, as long as these poor slobs get out of prison on federal marijuana charges. I'm going to get to that in just a second here. Sorry, I'm teasing stories. and I didn't want to do that. Anyway, join me on Patreon after the show ends. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Five or ten bucks a month. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. The trusted place in West Michigan to uh, get your vehicles repaired. They work on every car under the sun with the exception of Volkswagens. Uh, the absolute gurus on EVs and hybrids. Uh, those cars require a very special skill set, more than just your local grease monkey. Uh, so keep that in mind. Irvines.com, ervines.com. By the way, if I suddenly fall down, it's because my Achilles tendon ruptured. I've been feeling a little stress on that thing lately. And I'm afraid that I'm just very, very concerned that I'm, ha- I'm having some type of issue. A&E Heating and Cooling reminds you that with uh, heating season now underway, $79 is all it's going to cost you to get that thing tuned up. You need your furnace tuned up before you turn it on, and if you are in West Michigan, this is who you call, 616-516-8579. Now, if you already have somebody, I want you to try A&E Heating and Cooling. Do this for me, 616-516-8579, and for the love of God, do not call service professor. Holy shit. They will not fix it in a snap. They're going to they're going to scam you in a snap. Hello to the Kent County Health Department. Accesskent.com/health that is their website. Um the WIC program is being uh, spotlit this month. If for some reason there is an issue with putting food on the table, Go here first, accesskent.com slash health, and uh, inquire about the WIC program. Uh, you pay for it your whole life with your taxes. If you need it, use it. There's no shame in that. Accesskent.com slash health. Audio check. And video check Joe Biden pardons all these poor slobs rotting away in jail today President Biden changed the lives of thousands of Americans 33 days before the midterm elections no one should be in jail by the way when you have this card he's doing it smart he probably could have done this on like day one But when you have a big one like this, you wait 
you let those guys rot for a couple more months. All right. I'm sorry. A couple more years. And then just before the midterm, you drop that on them. Same thing yesterday. We talked about him uh, banning the export of uh, gasoline to countries that need it. Though that's going to be crippling for the world. It's, it's a political move. It's a stunt. You say, oh, yeah, uh, well, look what I just did 34 days before the midterm election. This is why you should vote Democratic, because uh, I'm doing everything I can to keep the gas prices down. And then he does this one, which is a no-brainer, which should have been done day one in office, but whatever. I guess beggars can't be choosers, you know? Jail just for using or possessing marijuana. The president granted a full pardon for simple possession of marijuana as a federal crime. Weldon Angelos has been advocating for this clemency. Having this pardon is going to allow these individuals to move on with their life. I like this guy, this dude. He's got a picture of him behind him. Look at him. Lives. But there had been no outward sign this dramatic move was coming. The president held unrelated events in New York State. Aboard Air Force One, he used his pen to wipe out these prior federal convictions. An estimated 6,500 people convicted from 1992 to 2021, and thousands more who live in the District of Columbia. Angelos previously had his own drug convictions pardoned and met with Biden officials on this policy. The society has determined that cannabis is not a crime. And so the federal government needs to catch up with the rest of the nation. Advocates say these convictions lead to real world barriers in jobs and housing that have been a greater burden in minority communities. Candidate Biden in 2020 promised to take action on marijuana convictions. A marijuana conviction. Automatically, that should be expunged. So when you get asked a question, have you ever been convicted? You can honestly say no, because you have to put it down now on a job application. Laws and attitudes have changed. 19 states and the District of Columbia permit marijuana use for adults. Medical marijuana use is legal in 38 states and D.C., The president is urging governors to grant similar pardons, and his administration will review whether marijuana should still be classified with drugs like LSD under federal law. And Kelly joins me live. Yeah, that's that's true. They it's like a class one heroin and pot. It's a big difference. Now, Kelly, the president is not decriminalizing. I do both of those marijuana possession with these pardons, right? That's right. He doesn't have that power. Congress would have to change federal law on marijuana possession. And the president is clear that there must still be strict laws on trafficking, marketing and selling marijuana to underage users. Ah, whatever. Tell you what. Uh, where, where I live here. Uh, not only can you, is it one of the 19 states, uh, but it seems like anytime I go anywhere where there's people gathering, people are smoking marijuana, like as they're walking down the street at that 28th street Metro cruise, that uh, j- enormous parking lot, you know, you can get away with smoking pot, you know, while you're reading a children's book to kids. 
but if you light up a cigarette, get the fuck out. Go stand by the smoker's outpost with all your your tobacco friends. This is for pot only. You know? I go up to the food truck and it's just, all I smell is, I don't smell fucking hot dogs. I smell pot. So, I mean, we have really, really uh, gone the extra mile to uh, dive full in. To the whole pot thing. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely everywhere. But uh, that's really good, though. I question the timing of it. And, uh, and, I, and I wonder if anyone will. I would say on a White House briefing, I would say, so hold on a second. Let me get this straight here. You're almost two years into this term. Why are you 33 days before the midterm election doing this? This should have been done the first day. If all it takes is you to sit down in front of something and sign your name on it, these poor slobs had to rot in prison for the last two years waiting for you to get your dick out of your hand. You know, it's too long. All right. Want to cover... um, this, some guy, 100, speaking of running, you know, we're talking about uh, Mike Ball, Eric Zane, uh, racing against each other to raise money for the uh, AT Children's Project. Uh, still looking for you to help out if you could. Make a bet and you can earn big money. All right? Donate to guests. Click on this link right here that you can see, and I will, uh, of course, link it up in the show notes. And I have it for you right now as you are watching this show. Um, drop a $25 donation slash bet. That is a tax deductible donation. And then you guess who's going to win Eric or Mike on the October 16th, uh, Grand Rapids half marathon, pick a time, pick a time by how much your champion is going to win by. If you are closest, you will win $300. Uh, if Mike wins $200 for second place, $100 for third place. And if I win, he's doubled the purse. So 600, 400, 200. There you go. Do that, please. And I bring that up because this old timer is 100 years old and he's like, hell yes, I'm running. My God, this is what I would love to be. Now, I can't even run consistently at age 52. So I don't know how I'll be able to do this when I'm 100. But what this is guaranteeing for this guy, because he's uh, been so healthy, is he is going to die a quick, painless death one day. We're all going to die. But he's going to be free of any horrible diseases forever, okay, because he's so physically fit. And then one day his heart's just going to go up. Ah, that's enough. And then he won't even feel a thing. This is the way to go. I love it. Runners often strive to outpace time. The nice thing about running at this age. Mike Fremont defies. All right. He's got a shirt that says streaker. A hat that says I canoe and uh, well, you know, yes, we do have a little bit of a scoliosis thing going, but what the fuck is it? Is that there's very little competition. <laughs> okay. He's 100 years old. He's got a great demeanor. Uh, holy shit. So that means he's a world war two veteran. No doubt. He was born in 1922. Oh yeah. He was old when he was in the war. Little competition. 
<laughs> At 100, the retired Cincinnati engineer. All right, now this isn't really a run. This is a, a, a aggressive walk. Engineer and great grandfather. That's, that's okay. Four, logs five to ten miles three times a week. Oh my God! So he's putting in 15 to 30 a week. So sweet. His 14-minute mile pace only slowed by starstruck fans. You're an inspiration to a lot of people. Does that feel weird to hear that you're a celebrity? Absolutely. 14 minutes a mile, that's just a little bit faster than what than what I did last year at the Grand Rapids Half Marathon. Embarrassing. With 60 marathons. On- and he looks good, too. I mean, he looks uh, better than, uh, than me. Fuck. Under his feet, Mike boasts four world records, fastest marathons for his age at 80 and 90, fastest half marathons at 90 and 91. Running started as therapy in his 30s. Okay, look at him here. Look at him here. Holy cow, lean and mean. You know how much tail he must have got? Especially wearing that shirt. He needs to bring that shirt back. Jesus. So in his 30s, 70 years ago, that is incredible. He's after the loss of his first wife. So I started to run and it, it worked. Decades later, after battling cancer, Mike went vegan and with the encouragement of his there you second go. wife. We just talking about this the other day. I need to do this, man. I need to go hardcore vegan. Wipe out all meat. Now, at the end of this sentence... I'm going to say I'm never going vegan because I love meat too much. But that's true. If you can manage that, oh. Marilyn ran marathon after marathon. What do you think is fueling it? Um, My pussy. I think he can't quit. <laughs> I don't know who this is. Proving her point. His other- Wait, did they say who that was? On. What do you think is fueling it? Um, Maybe I think did. he can't quit. <laughs> Proving her point, his other hobby, canoeing. Of course, racing those, too. For people who think at 100, a person should be slowing down, what do you say to that? I think they ought to be speeding up. Proof, no matter your age, your best time may still lay ahead. Maggie Vespa, NBC News, since to outpace Oops. time. Well... That's inspirational. We love that guy. Sarah says he's adorable. To think that he's like 11 years older than my dad, who's old as balls. Uh, to the question, how do you, uh, what do you say to uh, someone who's, uh, uh, what should they be doing? And his response, uh, Corey says, a steady diet of ass and pussy. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm casually vegetarian. I guess that woman is second wife, Rick. Oh, my God. She's young as hell. That's a nice comment from Bigfoot Rose. I don't recognize the name. I think I might have seen you a time or two there. I appreciate you, Easy. Thank you for everything that you do. Oh, no. Uh, the pleasure is mine. Are you kidding me? I'm just glad to be able to have someone paying attention to it. All right. Uh, it is time 
for trigger time with Rick from TC Paintball. One of my favorite people to bring on here. Uh, never short of things to say. Let's bring him in. Good morning, Eric Zane. Hey, Rick, how are you? How come you don't play my intro anymore? I don't play any intros. I know. I just kind of get to it. The reason Can why. You do a batch of them? No, Give no. Me a new format. I'll do a new one. No, the reason why is because um, they they have a, what's called a high burn factor. And when you what what that means is it, you don't have to play it very many times before it becomes just nothing. So it's almost like a waste of time. Huh. So you just and and that's just by uh, uh, realizing that well after the fact. It isn't that they were good or bad or anything like that. I figured I'm just going to get to it, play a second of the intro, and then just get after it. Did it have anything to do with the people doing the intros? Thought they were too involved in the show. No, no, because I, I eliminated them before that. Ah, got it. Yeah. Um, but all right, welcome in. How are you, Rick? I'm having a great week. Are you 50 yet? Oh, oh God. That sounds so foreign. It sounds so foreign. I think I'd ever hear those words. Actually, I'm one year away. Okay, so you're about, we're in the same ballpark, around yes. 50. So I just showed a clip of the man who's 100. Okay. And I, you know, I don't know how, how that's even possible because I have so many aches and pains now at 50. I'm saying, yeah, my body is breaking down on me daily, but, uh, you know, he is number one in his age group. There's no doubt. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, so uh, competitively, that's what drives you. Is it, it's, it's the, it's the competing. That's like, Oh, that, that's my favorite thing. Right. You, you, you like want to win. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Will there ever be something else that you do as you can, like 10 years from now, what will you be doing competitively? I think I'll be golfing. I, um, my dad took up golf when I was, I don't know, around 10 years old or something. And he got super into it, got really competitive and he's 83. Now he's still golfing. I took about a 30 year break from golfing. And this year, randomly, my wife said to me, Hey, some people at work are starting a hackers golf league. Do you want to golf? And I said, no. And then I did it. And she said, you know, this would be a great thing for us to do together. So I said, okay, I'm in, that makes sense. So I started doing it. And then all of a sudden I'm buying clubs, I'm buying bags, I'm buying range finders, I'm buying all this shit. And now I'm a golfer. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. So you're in the cart or you're, are, are oh, you yeah. okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But once the competitive thing kicks in and I, and I'm similar but, um, yeah, I, I, I find myself like, Jesus, if I go out for a run the next day, I'm like, good God, this hurts. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that's, that's high impact, man. I can't, I've never been a runner, you know, aside from training for various sports and whatnot, just to go out and run. I can't do it. It just, you know, I'm, I'm having knee issues now, but even before I really had any knee issues, I would just be achy in my joints after pounding the pavement for a while. I'm wondering if we're supposed to be running because uh, I, I, I got a pal who uh, r runs all the time and he had both of his knees replaced. Holy shit. Come on now. Actually, you know, how, how long was he down for? Do you know? Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he had him done at the same time either. 
I'm com- I'm contemplating that because I really need it in my right. My it's, it's hard for me to get around with my right knee right now. It's just it's just garbage, and I'm so stubborn. I don't want to go under the knife. I'm too busy to do that and take yeah. time off. But but for for uh, you know a quality of life, you know, as oh, yeah. for the next deck, you know, however many decades, I uh, I feel like I need to do it. I need to really need to start uh, contemplating that pretty heavily. Uh, Bruce, who works over at Irvine's Auto Repair, he did that and he swears by it. He's like, oh, you know, it's, it's not perfect, but I'm much better off. You know, I think, and, and here's the problem with whatever it is that's causing your problem. It'll continue to, uh, uh, with arthritis, like fall apart and degenerate. And that's just a real, a real disaster. And the worse that that gets, uh, the, the harder the surgery becomes, you know? I know everybody that has it says you got to have it. You got to have it. And I'm just, I'm so stubborn about it. God, is this an old injury or just, it fell apart? No, it's a, it's not an injury. It's, it's degenerative arthritis is what I have oh, on my knees. Okay. And one of my meniscuses is that if I'm saying that right, meniscuses, yeah. one of my meniscuses is like 80% gone. And the other one is like 50 to 60% gone. So it's not going to get any better on its own. I'm just too stubborn. Rick, I want to discuss Joe Biden getting, uh, making all these guys now free to uh, leave jail over pot. Can I get an amen? How about that? You know, I think that that's fantastic, but I think it's too long. It took too long. There's no doubt because politics is a game. It's a game. They're not doing things to benefit us. They're doing things to benefit themselves in the, the time of the release on this information and these these uh, um, uh, these situations, I guess. Um, it's all about what it does for them. And it's, it's just disgusting, really. So basically, before he was elected, he felt this way. He feels that way this minute. So for two years, has he just been chewing on it? I mean, that's bullshit. Well, you know, they live in a glass house. Like what the 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 life that they experience is not the life of, you know, they're not representatives of us because they live a different life. They live outside of what we're able to do. So they can do whatever they want and they have their own agendas and schedule. And when it behooves them to do something for, you know, the common man or whatever, it's uh, they'll do it if it's going to help them in the next election cycle. It's, it's such a game. Yeah. You know, and uh, so do you, have you, uh, I mean, do you know anyone who's ever been in jail for pot? No, I don't think I have. I mean, I've known people that got in trouble here and there for possession, but no real hard time. Have you noticed that if you go to any public gathering, it smells like pot? I mean, someone. There's no doubt. Yeah, they just burnt the 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 brazenness. Now it's like not only is it not can you not get in trouble, but they it's like they're uh, uh, it's it's more out in the open than like some guy having a cigarette. The world is changing so fast. The first time I witnessed and experienced that myself was in Las Vegas. I'm walking down the strip and I started smelling it. And that was out of place because I've, for, for, for events, we've gone to Vegas for years and years and actually the last couple of decades. But we've been to Vegas a lot. And Vegas always had some of the worst um, rules or laws when it came to marijuana possession. So we're always really careful when we, we went there. We we're always able to get our hands on it. But it was always like, hey, be careful, be careful. So walking down the strip in Vegas and all of a sudden I'm smelling, I'm going, wait a minute, we're in Vegas. Like this is this is not cool, I don't think. And just the, the couple that was walking 10 feet in front of me down the sidewalk, down the strip, was just smoking a joint between the two of them, just walking down the strip <laughs> like it was no big deal. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what world are we living in right now? Is, is this... Is this what's cool now? It was it was it was so profound. Do you think we will ever live in a world 
when that couple is in front of you injecting themselves with heroin? No, different thing. But I mean, if you if I if you had asked me, you know, 20 years ago, if this would ever be the world we live in, and I say absolutely not, absolutely not, that will never happen. But here we are, and it's more and more uh, common. It's uh, it's it's everywhere you go, like you say, and we're kind of getting over the stigma where it's really weird because, you know, I'm 50 years old growing up. It was, you know, you can't go down that road or you're going to end up nowhere. You're going to end up, you know, as a part of the drugs of society, you, you're going to be a nothing. And I've always thought to myself, well, I just want to be the better example. Like I go to work every day. I believe I work hard. Um, and I partake just about every day. So <laughs> like, you know, am, am I a piece of shit because I do? And I always lived kind of under that, umbrella or that thought umbrella, I guess that, you know, don't let anybody find out because it's really, really bad. But now I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, I would much rather be around a bunch of stoners than a bunch of drunks, especially in traffic. I don't want to drive amongst drunk drivers, but I don't mind driving amongst a bunch of stoners. I mean, there's a big difference there. Have you ever made big decisions in your life while stoned? Yes. Can you share? I don't not, not even one comes to mind, but I'm, I'm probably most of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, we don't look, we don't think twice about somebody having, well, it, you know, cigarette smoking, like you said earlier, it, it is getting, it is getting worse and worse as far as what, what people are, are tolerating, I guess. And yes. you can't do it in restaurants, all that stuff are inside. <laughs> but I mean, I would, you know, y- y- we never would think twice about that growing up about people smoking cigarettes. And what's the difference here? You know, when you get really stoned or if you get really drunk, you get really drunk, you don't remember what you did the next day. You get really stoned and you're in kind of a haze a little bit, but I I don't think, it's not the same thing as far as as being under the influence, in my opinion. Um, Now you can get really stoned and and not really know what's going on. I mean, you can abuse it any way you want, I'm sure, but I, I, uh, I don't think it's the same thing. And I think it's, you know, for me, it's more of taking kind of the edge off of anxiety. And I, I eat an edible before I go to bed every night. So I'll sleep through the night and I don't wake yeah. up. Um, you know, I, I, there's a lot of benefit. And I know stoners talk about the benefits all the time, but there really is. And I don't see the same benefit in alcohol. Um, it, it's just a different animal. Um, have I ever had a conversation with you when you were stoned? I'm sure. Um, <laughs> now, now, uh, there's no doubt about that. But I do notice a difference. Like when I, if I'm coaching football, I want to be sharp for the kids, and I want to know what comes next. I don't want to be standing there scratch, scratching my head, going, "Oh, I'm an idiot right now." So I don't smoke, you know, in those situations, or, or or eat an edible or anything like that. I try to keep keep myself my brain as clear as possible. Yeah. When I'm coming on with you, I want to be as sharp as possible. So I did not partake this morning, but I thought about it on the way here. I'm okay. Like, no, no, I'm going to be on Zane. I'll do it later. On. All right. Yeah. There's no doubt when we run into each other, like when you show up for an event or whatever. There's no doubt if you get close enough, you smell it on me. <laughs> I think I might have talked to you about this before. At what age would a, uh, a, a child of yours be in the clear um, if they were partaking? That is an excellent question. Now, I've, some of my best friends um, I met through paintball when they were young, and their parents smoked. They smoked, but they didn't smoke together because they wouldn't admit it to each other. And I smoked with both of them in different occasions. And I thought that was kind of weird. Now, that was before I had kids. Now I have kids. I've got an almost 11-year-old boy and a 7-year-old daughter. And I think marijuana is good. But I also think that 
Um, you can't give kids too much because they don't understand how to be responsible. And I'm not saying give too much. I'm saying give too much leeway. So I'm not giving my kid anything like that until he's an adult. Uh, now, you can also argue that what I've always heard, I'm not, I'm not educated in this, in this manner at all, but I've always heard that the prefrontal cortex is not done developing until you're like 22, 23 years old. So until you're up in that, you're really not making adult decisions until you're into your early, maybe even mid-20s. So I don't really want to affect my kid's course of life by giving him something that could possibly make him lazy until that point in his life where he kind of has his ducks in a row, if that makes sense. Okay, so if the kid is uh, at 18, you're going to try to talk him out of that. That's a tough man. I'm not there yet, and I don't know how I'm going to uh, do in that situation. Like, kids these days are getting exposed to everything, and we've talked about the porn in the woods before and all that stuff. And all these kids are getting exposed to so many things what seems like earlier than what I did. You know, I, I don't think that I, I don't think that uh, um, uh, that that they're waiting as long. There's more information out there. The internet helps with that. He's going to get exposed to it at some point along the way. And I don't know how to handle that yet. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't want to be the asshole dad, but I also don't want to be the idiot dad. So it's like, I don't know how to handle that. And I'm not sure what I'm going to do when that get it, that, that day comes. And I know that day is on the horizon. I just want to do the best thing for my kid. I don't know. I think if you just treat it like, um, uh, well, discourage that until they hit the age that you indicated and then say, son, as soon as that day hits, you and I are getting high and actually have a hard and fast line in the sand, you know? Well, the the, 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 the dad always handing the, bit, the can of beer to the kid, kind of like on uh, vacation yeah, when, I mean, when they're if, out, in the, out in the desert and right. he, he gives them the beer. I mean, that that's kind of a rite of passage, right? And how exactly. old is Rusty in that movie? Like 13, 14 years old? Yeah, right. Not, you know? not the same thing, I don't think, but it's, it, there's comparisons. Yep, yep. Um, I see that you had a little chat with Aram there. Aram asked, isn't smoking pot on the job a safety issue? It depends on the job. Um, I, yeah, I, I would always... Uh, say that um, to me, pot should be a thing that should only be in your free time. I don't think it should be in the workplace. And I think a driving stone is probably uh, is definitely a bad thing. So I, I, I treat the um, changing of the temperament of the person because of the uh, consumption of it to a thing where, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're safe. Um, I think that that's important. Uh, driving stone can be a problem. Um, probably not as bad of a problem as alcohol, but still I want everyone sober on the road for God's sake. And I don't want anybody getting hurt. So right. Sober and in the right lane. Exactly. In the right lane. Okay. Um, okay. So we talked about that, but you know what? I'm going to leave it right there. Do you have anything you want to, um, talk about, uh, that's, that's burning on your brain. I want to give you the opportunity to air anything that's uh, going on with you. I'm never ready for that question. Like my, my life is pretty routine and, uh, and mundane day to, day to day. I don't have a lot of, of, uh, um, extra, extra stuff going on. Now that's from my opinion. I, I, I have a lot going on, but I just, I just don't think people want to hear about my, my schedule. It's, uh, hey, it's kind of boring. I know um, what it is. It's, far, it's, it's youth football. Yeah. Yeah. Youth football right now. We only got a couple more weeks of that. Um, paintball is uh, on the brand. We go to world cup shortly after youth football ends. Um, and then it, we get into our winter season and I'm, I'm thankful um, that, you know, we don't slow down all that much. So I really don't have an off season. We stay pretty busy through the winter. So it's just kind of shifting gears for us and, and getting ready for the next thing. How long till axe throwing? Oh man. 
Damn it. I'm, I'm, I, I, no, no, it's, it's still coming. It's here. Like, all the stuff is here. I just need to put the manpower into building it. I'm still trying to figure out exactly how I want to do it, but it's kind of two projects away right now. I've got a, an outdoor project I want to finish before it gets too cold. I've got an indoor project I want to, I want to finish before we get to axe throwing. And then once I can focus on axe throwing, it'll go up in a couple of days. It's just, uh, again, getting my ducks in a row and, uh, and, uh, and being ready for it. I am full on the fantasy football bandwagon. I'm now three and one. And Isn't that fun? I, yeah, it is fun. I, I really enjoy it. And the, I, I'm taking on uh, this dude, Ian, this week, who I think he sucks because his team's 0-4, and, and I was just looking at his roster, and he's got like two or three slots that are actually empty. Oh, so he's not even paying attention. No. No. Yeah, so in that, if you if your league's got a message board, you just stay quiet. You just, yeah. Hopefully kickoff happens and he still, he still has some spots empty. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay. Let's see. What will happen first, Tyler says. Axe throwing. I just read that. <laughs> axe throwing or the ability to prepay for paintball online. Probably axe throwing. That's great. Yeah, I would definitely, <laughs> if I was a betting man, I would say the axe throwing will happen first. Holy shit. Okay, that's Rick. Great. Have a good one, buddy. Talk to you soon. Yeah, buddy. Rick from TC Paintball. Holy shit. Triggered time with Rick. I'm telling you, I sensed it forever ago. Rick is a talent. You can talk about anything. You know, if you can just get by the fast talking. But I like fast talking because I'm kind of a fast talker too. You know. Thank you, Rick. Oh, my God. Where are we? Okay, old runner, Biden's pardons, Velma is gay, going to see Smile, Polish Hall, Polish food, uh, donate for the Mike Ball, Eric Zane challenge. All right. Thank you to, uh, actually, let me talk about this. Uh, Hire me on Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. If uh, you want to have me roast someone close to you or maybe yourself or maybe words of encouragement, whatever you like, you are the boss. You hire me on Cameo for just, I think it's like 15 bucks, which is nothing. I'm the most affordable on Cameo and the absolute best at it. There is no one who can do a Cameo better than me. Okay. You get, uh, you definitely get your money's worth on Cameo. The only problem is, I'm a nobody, but it's still better than everybody. That no one can do what I can do. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Thank you to Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. If you need flooring installed at your uh, in your home, this is what you do. And, and you are in West Michigan, of course. This is a full-on local sponsor. Um, reach out to them. And they will come to your house and measure and tell you exactly how much it's going to cost to install the flooring. Uh, they encourage you to take care of the um, grunt work, like getting rid of the old flooring and shit like that. Uh, that makes what you're doing less expensive. And they do do full service. Uh, they'll also uh, remodel your bathroom for you, too. That's uh, something that we don't talk about that often, but they can do that as well. Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. Um, soft opening info. What the hell is that, Eric? Um, the folks at Bennett Flooring Installation, Jacob, uh, 
and Jacob's better half have um, are broadening their horizons, and um, they are they have purchased a, a new business, and they I'm getting well, I'm starting to talk about them on the show, and I want to hold on a second, I'm stalling. There it is. Okay. We will be getting together in beautiful Middleville, Michigan at M37 Hackers. Okay. You're like, what's going on with M37 Hackers? Well, I'm going to show you. It, uh, they, it's a business where they have golf simulators, similar to like X-Golf. Uh, so basically you put the ball down, you hit the shit out of it. And then all this camera, it tells you where your ball goes. So you play all these courses. So we're going to have leagues. You're all just sitting around having a glass of wine, drinking a beer, and we're playing golf. Now this is golf that I would really love to play because you don't have to walk around and you can sit there and make fun of each other and bust balls with the whole group. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited about this. So M37 Hackers, you'll be hearing more about them in the coming days. And then we're going to schedule an event where we are going to have a select number of people golfing each other, a big golf tournament, teams of four, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Uh, uh, Jason's or Jacob's going to put all this shit together, but I am stoked about this. M37 Hackers in Middleville. Josh says, did you say beautiful Middleville? Shut up. So that's what will be happening. We'll be going. It's in Middleville, so you got a little bit of a drive. So it better it better damn well be good. But I know it will. I'm excited about working with M37 Hackers. All right. That just popped into my brain because that is a uh, Jason Bennett joint. Flooring business and golf simulator business. How about that? Nicely done. Um, the flooring that I need you to buy that you're having installed, please get it at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in Granville. Uh, that's on Chicago Drive, right behind the Little Caesars. Ugly beige building, small red-lettered sign. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Um, they buy it in bulk. Buy the 53-foot trailer full, set it up in the store, in the warehouse, and then you pick out what you want. It's cheaper than everybody else because they buy so much of it at a time. The top manufacturers, Shaw, Mohawk, best brands, best styles, best selling styles, all there. High quality stuff. And you're just paying a lot less for it because it's kept at the warehouse. They pay for it in, uh, in, in mass quantities. And then you throw in my name, Eric Zane, when you walk in and they will take an additional 10% off of what already is the lowest price in the entire state of Michigan. It is worth the trip to go to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville. That's where we go to meet. Now, next week, Friday, the uh, hockey season starts. And then November 10th, the basketball season starts. So we're going to be having a uh, meeting up with, uh, with you know the group at usually a 4 p.m. start. Uh, for those days, and then going over to the arena to watch basketball and uh, and hockey. It's going to be awesome at Bosco's Pub 
Um, but head there anytime you want for dinner and just the absolute best burgers you can possibly have at Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville. Great atmosphere. Watch the game at Bosco's. Uh, speaking of golf, Texas high school golf team showed up at their home golf course, a local course known as uh, Avery Ranch Golf Club. And the coaches are like, wait a minute, something's up because everybody on the course uh, looked like this. This chick from, looks like it's called the Yellow Rose Gentleman's Club. This is just gross to me. I don't find, oh, God. Not that she looks bad, but I can't stand looking at young women. It, 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 it just creeps me out so bad. And thank God for that. She's got like her tongue sticking out. So I guess the local strip joint was having like, uh, you know, this big event at the golf course. Here this chick is. She's laying down. This guy's doing like jello shots on her, whatever the fuck is going on. Who knows? And then the local golf team is the 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 school shows up and they're like what the fuck is going on here these kids all immediately get boners so what happened the um team was forced to cancel the practice after students ran into lewd strippers playing in a tournament sponsored by the yellow rose vista ridge high school golfers spotted the dancers hitting balls in their underwear and uh, whatever, scantily clad, partially nude. Unfortunately, our golfers did witness some lewd behavior, the school district said. The coach immediately canceled practice and had all the players contact their parents to come pick them up. (laughs) The Adult Entertainment Club, which bills itself as a gentleman's club and tantalizing table dances, has been holding its annual tournament and award ceremony. They had been doing that from noon to five. The event featured a complimentary Bloody Mary bar, a swag bag, and plenty of drinks, according to a flyer for the event. The school's head coach, Keith Allen, said folks from the club were acting very inappropriately and that the school had not been informed it would be sharing the course with them. He also canceled practice the following day due to the unfortunate timing reps from the strip club and the golf course didn't immediately return requests for comments. So the school pays the course to do that. And the course doesn't even let the school know that that's happening. That's funny. Well, all's well that ends well. Come on now. Not that big of a deal. Nobody got hurt. Who cares? Uh, I sit here in the show (coughs) today under the specter as I, as I was getting started, Uh, about the threat of a nuclear war. Literally, I woke up today and um, the top top story on the Today Show is that Joe Biden off mic uh, is offering a stark warning on the dangers of Putin's threats because, you know, 
a few times during this whole sequence for the past uh, eight months or so. The invasion of Ukraine has been the talk of uh, nuclear war. It's come up, and I've actually talked on this on this talked about this on this show <clears throat> um, months ago. In the event that um, Ukraine starts to win, would Biden just say, "Well, looks like we lost," and pull up stakes and leave? Would he stay there and keep funny uh, fighting, funny? Or would he lob a nuclear bomb at them, <clears throat> some type of missile? And uh, that's, you know, very much a possibility. This man is crazy. And then the whole idea of the United States is so involved in this war. We are in a war right now. We are fighting a war by proxy. The amount of equipment that the Ukrainians, top-level equipment, are using, state-of-the-art, to destroy the Russian army is incredible. It's always difficult when any nation invades another one for them to try to capitalize. The U.S. has done this many times, and we get the shit kicked out of us. That's happened in Afghanistan. That happened in Vietnam. Happened in Iran. And we didn't necessarily get our asses kicked in Iran, but, you know, I mean, we, we left that nation absolutely unstable. It never works. Occupations suck. So I don't give a shit if you are the Russian army. Still, the Ukrainian army is very formidable. Oh, my God. Now Putin has been rattling the sabers. And there, and, and Biden is saying there's a lot more than saber rattling going on. This is a legitimate threat. He delivered a stark warning about the dangers behind Russian President Vladimir Putin's nuclear threats as Moscow continues to face military setbacks in Ukraine. Because now Ukraine is winning the war. The quote. First time since the Cuban Missile Crisis, we have a direct threat of the use of a nuclear weapon if, in fact, things continue down the path they are going. Biden warned during remarks at a a Democratic fundraiser in New York where he was introduced by James Murdoch, the youngest son of Rupert Murdoch. He added, I don't think there's any such thing as the ability to easily use a tactical nuclear weapon and not end up with Armageddon. What? He used the Armageddon word. Fuck. It is striking for the president to speak so candidly and invoke Armageddon. Armageddon. End of humanity as we know it. Particularly at a fundraiser. While his aides from the National Security Council to the State Department of the Pentagon have spoken in much more measured terms saying they take the threats seriously but don't see the movement on them from the uh, from the Kremlin. So you got Biden said, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, holy crap, I don't think there's any such thing as the ability to easily use a tactical nuclear weapon and not end up with Armageddon. Meanwhile, there's people behind him going, no, 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 shut up. Shut, shut the fuck up, man. It's already bad enough we have to walk back everything you say. You're talking about the A word here, asshole. Biden says, I'm trying to figure out what is Putin's off-ramp, Biden said during the event. Where does he find a way out? Where does he find himself in a position that he does not only lose face but lose significant power within Russia? That's what I was just talking about or what I mentioned that I had talked about. 
His comments come as the U.S. considers how to respond to a range of potential scenarios, including fears that Russians could use tactical nuclear weapons, according to three sources briefed on the latest intelligence and previously reported on by CNN. So that would mean, like, um, we're getting our asses kicked. Let's just start blowing up shit in Ukraine. Now, if that happens and we do nothing, that's a real problem, okay? Um, I would assume that this would mean um, NATO nuclear strikes from all around the world will then rain down and destroy Russia. And Russia will do its best to try to destroy the U.S. And then you're looking at North Korea, how they would get involved, how China would get involved. My God. Absolutely crazy. Um, I forget about how close we were to nuclear war during the Cuban Missile Crisis, but that was a very, very real threat. Putin has been like, look, hey, the U.S. invented this. He's still going back to the damage that we inflicted at the end of World War II. And he's using that as a template. And uh, he's saying like, well, if there is no victory here in Ukraine, I'll make it so that there is a victory. I will force a surrender. He's using us as a template. At least that's what he's saying. Excuse me. Uh, A U.S. official said that despite Biden's warning that the world is the closest it has been to a nuclear crisis since the 1960s, they have not seen a change to Russia's nuclear posture as of right now. White House Press Secretary uh, Karine Jean-Pierre's Tuesday statement said there has been no indication of a change in Russia's posture and therefore no change in the U.S. posture still stands, the official said. I don't trust her anyway. She was the one who said, oh, yeah. When Biden, when the president talked about uh, dead chick last week, it's just because she was top of mind. Yeah, but uh, he uh, he was looking for her. There was a clip from that last week that I did not get to play. I, I didn't have it, but as I saw a clip that um in the press corps when they were talking to uh, Karine Jean-Pierre about that, when Biden said, where's, what's her face? Where is she? She put this out. She's been dead for two months. That when the press corps was asking questions about it and she said, yeah, oh no, no. He, he is aware. She was just top of mind. Some reporters said, well, I, I, I'm John Lennon's top of my mind every day, but I, I, I don't think he's alive. <laughs> oh my God. That was great. All right. So that's a little disturbing to me, you know, holy shit. Threat of nuclear war. That bothers me. Oh my God. Uh, Cole says they walk back everything Biden says. So why even let him talk? Yeah, I get it. Josh says, I'm surprised we haven't been nuked already by Joe Biden himself. Josh follows up, but it doesn't matter if, if she was just talked about, how can she be there if she's dead? Oh my God. No, you're right. You're right. And to me, in that press conference by Corrine Jean-Pierre, the only thing that was appropriate to be said was, well, the president has dementia, but he has enough wits that he doesn't want to step down. 
So we're just going to leave it at that. This is what happens when you have a president with dementia. Question about preparedness for a nuclear war. How are you doing on your water stockpile, Eric? Okay, here's the water stockpile update. Gallon jugs rinsed out, and then according to the CDC, you have to put a certain amount of bleach into the water. All right. And then you uh, rinse out the container with bleach in the water, and then it's sanitized. Then you can hold water for a significant time in that container. That's it. I did that. And then I had to go up north, and I don't have running water up there, so I got the water stockpile and brought it up north and used it and then did not replace it. So I have zero water ready to go because if there is a nuclear blast, it's not going to be very close to where I am. It's going to be in Detroit where the tank arsenal is created, and they'll blow up Detroit. But... So I'll only get nuclear fallout here. And if I stay protected from nuclear fallout, it takes a few days for that to settle down. You know, what's coming down from the sky. So I'll have to stay indoors. Going to need a water supply here at the household. Do I have any? No. And you need uh, iodine or iodide, whatever. You got to take those and, and so that it packs your th- uh, thyroid gland. So that it doesn't get uh, loaded with uh, cancer. Jesus. Am I ready? No, no, of course not. Holy shit. Corey says, with all the empty houses in Detroit, is anything of value really going to be lost? You know, enough with Detroit being the punching bag, okay? That city is a lot better off now than what it was. Shut your stupid troll mouth. All right. Lions are taking on the New England Patriots this weekend, so you'll be watching that. They're taking on uh, the quarters. quarterback's name for New England is Zappy. Bailey Zappy. Bailey Zappy. Played three years at a small college, and then his final year, he transferred to Western Kentucky. And in that year at Western Kentucky, he became the single-season leader in passing yards. I think he uh, passed for almost like 6,000 yards in one year. And I think he had like 65 touchdown passes. It was an incredible year. Uh, But I had never heard of the guy. I just did some research on him because he's going to be the quarterback against the Lions this week. And so, uh, Mac, what's his face is, is out. I think that's the quarterback's name, the starter. And then Brian Hoyer, the backup, he's out. So they go to this rookie Bailey Zappi, and he's probably going to be the quarterback of choice for the Patriots. Now you need to know this. He's going to have the game of his life. He's probably going to set a single game record for passing yards, touchdowns. Uh, he's probably going to catch his own pass a few times. Rush for 300. It's going to be the single greatest performance by a football player in the history of the game because he's playing the Lions. So take the pats. Give the points. Your Eric Zane Show podcast, Stone Cold 
Lock of the week. All right. Let me help your business. Reach out to me, Eric at EricZaneShow.com on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. I'll tell you how marketing on the Eric Zane Show podcast is the most effective marketing you can do. Better than radio, better than internet ads, better than anything. Better than billboards, better than putting it on the TV news. The Eric Zane Show podcast is the single most effective way to have your business exposed to the masses. I'm not even kidding. Reach out, Eric, at ericsaneshow.com, and I'll tell you all about it. Case in point, more return customers. That would be Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. If you are without health insurance, there is a way out. Um, and I know I, I say this time and again, and I keep having to say it because not all of you are listening. If you do not have health insurance, would you just trust me and 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 do me this one favor? And that is explore this because once you do and you're like, oh, that's it. It's that simple. It's true. Um, call upon Frank Fuss at My Policy Shop Insurance. And he will hold your hand and guide you every step of the way in getting the health care that you deserve for you and your family through healthcare.gov. Now, I mean, truth be told, you can just go there yourself, healthcare.gov, and do all this. But you're going to get to a point where you're like, uh, I'm stuck. I don't know how to answer this because it's like a survey of questions that they ask you. And it takes a little time. Have Frank do all that for you. His services are free. Doesn't cost you a dime. And by the end of the day, not even kidding, you can be insured with excellent insurance. 616-914-4070. How can I afford that, Eric Zane? Don't ask too many questions, okay? Frank will answer that for you. I'm not going to spend the time to answer that right now. If you don't already know, I've gone in in great detail on this topic before. But if you don't pay attention, screw it. Have Frank tell you. 616-914-4070. He's also the Medicare Advantage Plan slash Social Security Guru. No one knows more about those things than Frank. So if you have anyone in your life who's getting set to uh, retire, take on Social Security, Medicare, all that shit, Frank's the guy you got to talk to because there's all sorts of shit that you're going to screw up and you're going to skip by these um, things that you are entitled to. Uh, through your health care with Social Security and Medicare because you don't know. Frank is the expert. Call out to him, 616-914-4070. We already heard from Rick at TC Paintball. I have a paintball war coming up on October 23rd. That is a Sunday, 4 p.m. start. I want to hear from you if you're coming. TC Paintball, this was originally scheduled for the 16th. We had to move it, though. Rick said, I got to move it. I said, all right, buddy, I'll move it. Uh, tcpaintballgr.com if you want to book your own party uh, reach out to them online and they will help you every step of the way last but not least we've got comedy this weekend at full house comedy go see a show at fullhousecomedy.com in west michigan okay young couple meet on tinder they're looking to have some sex okay So guy meets girl on Tinder. She's like, yeah, I'm down. Okay. She looks to be kind of like a a frail, cutie little thing. Uh, I even hate uh, describing her appearance because I, here she is in a mug shot. You know, this is going to break bad. But she's like, yeah, I need some sex. 
a young adult in her 20s, a 22-year-old Lauren Dooley. She uh, contacted with a 21-year-old dude. Colorado Springs, Colorado. That's where our pal Cole lives. It's probably a big story in your neck of the woods. I see on KXRM TV they talked about this. So you're probably well aware. Don't spoil anything like Kenny always does. Okay, meets guy on Tinder. Yeah, let's do it. Let's pork. All right. By the way, if this existed uh, back when I, if Tinder existed back when I was this young, or I uh, should say, if I, like the day before I met Diana, if I started to play with Tinder, I don't think I would have sought out Diana because my sexual urges would have been being met by Tinder. Thank God we didn't have that because I would have been a degenerate. I would have dropped out of college and just would have been robbing banks in order to uh, uh, satisfy. Well, well, shit, you don't need any money for this, I think. You can just get somebody to agree with you. Jesus. Lauren Dooley, authorities arrested her. The guy shows up and they start to have sex. And she's like, hey, I'm into bondage. Let me, uh, let me bind you. So he's like, yeah, all right, sounds good. And so she tapes up his wrists and ankles. Uh, the victim found it odd but consented to it. However, Lauren whips out a knife. She demands he go into the bedroom. It's still kind of hot at this point. The victim, though, was like, hey, I I don't want to do this. Fearing for his life, the victim told authorities he agreed to get into Lauren's bed where she allegedly proceeded to climb on top of him. It doesn't say whether or not she started to have sex with him again, but you can only imagine she probably, this was probably her kink, you know? Some of you have kinks. Well, hell, I got a kink. Old women and dirty feet. Climb on top of him, cut his arm, and choke him with a belt. Upset that he was bleeding all over the sheets, she so she's like, oh, God, look at you. You're bleeding all over the place. She demanded that he get into her bathtub so that he could bleed in there. It's not so much blood that he's dying, but it's like the NFK when he cut his finger the other day. Get in the bathtub while she ordered food from DoorDash. If you scream or say anything, I'll kill you. Lauren allegedly told the victim as the delivery person arrived. Lauren fell asleep. The victim told officers he was able to free himself of the duct tape with the actual kitchen knife that she used to attack him, and he escaped the apartment parking lot where he called for help. Citing an open 911 call. Yeah, but what time did he call? He's not lying to our ears, is he? Don't suck a big black dick because I know you want to hear it. Called authorities, said the dispatcher could hear the victim saying he was bleeding all over the bed and telling another person, you're going to kill me. When authorities arrived, they discovered blood-soaked rags, a kitchen knife, 
at a bloody bathtub during a search of the apartment. Dooley was taken into custody by Colorado Springs police, scheduled to appear in court, well, I think yesterday. It's unclear if Dooley entered a plea to the charges of retaining an attorney who can speak on her behalf. Holy shit, what a kook. My God. Jimmy in Maine says, what's a number? That's weird, Jimmy, about the uh, New England accent. You're you're writing out what's her number, but if you're speaking it, it's what's a number, which would be W-H-A-T-S-A-N-U-M-B-A. What's a number? You should write it out the way you say it, you know? Ka is car. C-A-H is C-A-R. Oh, I know. I know. It is ridiculous. Uh, Kenny in Nashville says, this does sound rather hot, minus the cutting. Yeah, I don't like the cutting. I mean, if some chick I just met, if I'm single, and some chick I just met says, hey, I want to tape you up, and then you can take me to Pound Town. I'm going to do that. I would have done that. Tyler spells it out W U T Z dash H E H dash N U M B H. What's a number? Yeah, I like that better. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the asshole of the day on this show right now. We do it every day at about this time. That means the show's almost over. It's brought to you by TC Paintball. Yesterday, it was Andy Stutzman, the local farmer from Country Gardens, spelled K-U-N-T-R-Y, who decided to fertilize his field with buckets of human waste from the outhouse and then claimed it was an accident. If you have any nominations for the asshole of the day, leave, uh, please leave them in the chat. Meanwhile, here's what we talked about today. We're going to see smile. We got the Polish hall event after that's going to be awesome. ATCP, AT children's project. Please, please. If you enjoy this show, uh, click the, uh, link. At the uh, top of my Facebook page, as you can see right here, and make a donation to the AT Children's Project, you could win a ton of cash. Okay? ATCP.org is their website. This is the link for uh, to make the bet. Right there. There you go. If you enjoy the free podcast, please consider a $25 donation. We're trying to raise $2,000 for the AT Children's Project. Thank you very much. It was $1,000, but Mike Ball himself gave $1,000. Thank you, Mike. You're very kind. He gets embarrassed when I talk about that. Velma is gay. Joe Biden pardons all the people in prison for uh, pot convictions, federal pot pot convictions. Old dude runner. Trigger time with Rick. Golf team controversy. 
threat of nuclear war. A nice email from Amanda in Lima, Ohio. Crazy Tinder bitch. I think we're narrowing it down to Putin. I'm going to throw Biden in as a nominee for waiting two years to pardon all those poor slobs in prison for federal pot charges. And Tinder bitch. Putin, Tinder bitch, Biden. Your asshole of the day nominees. Jimmy writes, concerning the film Smile, you guys will have fun at this movie. Wish I was there. You just saw that film yesterday. I want to know what you think of that film. Josh, who is as red state as they come, writes, Biden is the everyday underlying asshole. I disagree. You cannot say that about him. Why would you just say that blanket statement about a man who has Alzheimer's disease? That that man is not an asshole. He's a good guy who has Alzheimer's. Jimmy says the film is fun and scary. Smile. We're going to see it tomorrow, 110 Celebration downtown, Studio C, downtown Grand Rapids. I'll be there at 1250. All right. I'm going to go Tinder bitch and Putin. Hmm. Yeah, it's got to be Putin. That is your asshole of the day. Because I like living. And I don't want anybody to take my life. Linda writes, the assholes are the pothead MAGA scum who will like Biden's decision but will never admit it. (laughs) TC Paintball's asshole of the day is Putin. You know, he turned 70 years old today. Today or yesterday, I forget. Happy birthday, Putin. You're the asshole of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, that is my time. I hope you've enjoyed it. We'll regroup and do the Patreon bonus podcast. Thank you. Till next time, folks. Have a great one. Bye-bye. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.